This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode... 110. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on the parenting journey. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer and parent coach. I am thrilled that you are listening in. Be sure to listen after the interview. I always have really great special offers and calls to action, and I don't want you to miss out on any of that. If you find yourself laughing, taking notes, excited about what you hear on the show today, do me a favor and pay it forward. Share this episode with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers at the grocery store. Sharing is the reason I'm able to show up for you each week, and I'm so deeply honored to do so. My guest today is Allison Smith. She has gone from teacher to parent to parent educator. Allison is a passionate advocate for positive and respectful raising of the next generation. She's a coach, writer, teacher, and speaker with a diehard entrepreneur spirit. Allison specializes in positive discipline, shifting away from an authoritarian parenting approach, stepping out of one's comfort zone to go after what you deeply want. Parents she works with range from looking for a few simple adjustments in their strategy to those needing an all-out intervention for changing the family's behavior, interaction, and communication. I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much, Casey. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad that I get to share you with my listeners. Will you please share a little bit about your journey of doing what you do? Well, my journey, um, it really has been an evolution and, and a lot of pieces came together finally. And it, it just turned into what it is. And it's still evolving a bit. But for the last three years, this has been my intense focus is serving parents, helping children through the parents and shifting how our culture interacts with its youngest and most vulnerable. I started off as a teacher uh, for 10 years 
and always knew that I loved kids. I loved working with kids. I just felt like a natural teacher. There's a lot of stuff that goes along with teaching mm-hmm. that's not actually teaching. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was struggling a lot and, and I had some personal mental health issues that were getting in the way as well. And, and, uh, I, I actually, um, I was thinking of doing something else, but really didn't have that big push to to really take action on it is a little scary. And uh, I had kids and then life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Life nudged me very strongly into learning different ways to be with kids. Mm-hmm. So as I was learning, I was naturally sharing and teaching. And I just started to wonder if I could combine that with my lifelong passion of personal growth, personal development, and my teaching, and come up with something that was a real viable business. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. How old are your kids? My son is six and my daughter is eight. So is that kinder and third grade or first and Uh, third? uh, kinder and second. Kinder and second. All mm-hmm. right. Oh, how fun. Fun Yeah, they're times. really getting to that fun age where everything's still exciting. They still like their parents. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're really sharing my enthusiasm now. So that's great. Awesome. So I'm really excited about the conversation that we are about to have. As you know, I am a positive discipline trainer. Are you? A, so I mentioned positive discipline in your bio. Mm-hmm. Are you a positive discipline parent educator? Or is I'm, it more positive discipline, the umbrella? The Yes, the umbrella, lowercase. Got it. Got it. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the positive discipline work is based on the idea that behavior is purposeful. Um, it's just that kids don't, well, kids and grownups sometimes, right? <laughs> don't have great skills to recognize and ask for what they need. And instead it's on the parents to kind of get into the practice of looking under the surface, what you call looking for the need beneath the behavior. Can you speak a little bit into that? Sure. Well, I've had bits and pieces of this. And like I said, like everything seems to be an evolution. And I'm sure with your business and your ideas too, like they're shifting and you're adding on and you're making some adjustments. So uh, one piece that really struck me and is now integrated into part of what I teach came from Bonnie Harris. Mm. And she talks about the iceberg. Are you familiar with that concept? I love the iceberg. I use that metaphor as well. Yeah. Tell us, talk about it. It's so perfect. So if all of the listeners can just imagine an iceberg, they're pretty massive, right? Except we don't even see how incredibly massive it is because it's so much of it, most of it is under the surface. So I look at behavior through that lens now that the behavior is just the tip of the iceberg and everything underneath is what's fueling that behavior, what's adding to it, what precipitated it, what caused it, uh, patterns, habits, the way we interact with them and all of those things just come together. And what we see at the top is the resulting behavior. So the behavior to me is is really a symptom of what else is going on. So we ne- when, when we look at a medical issue, for instance, sometimes, yes, we do treat the symptoms, but eventually we really need to get to the root cause and treat that and deal with that and change our lifestyle so that the symptoms diminish or go away. And I see 
parenting as as the same. We do need to do a lot of investigating for what's underneath that waterline, but we're so focused on treating the symptoms sometimes because we're in such a hurry, we're so busy, we just want that handled. <laughs> but it's it's a, a stopgap measure. So we really need to sleuth out and observe and listen and see if we can figure out what's underneath that surface. Yeah, I love that. And I love Bonnie Harris. She was actually on my podcast. She was on episode 17. She was one of my I early gals. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She is so great. One of my favorite quotes comes from Bonnie Harris, and I think that it fits also with the iceberg analogy. And that's a different analogy, but that children's behavior is like weeds in the garden. And if you don't pull the root, it keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. And I have Absolutely. a I have a mentor out here in Seattle, Jody McVitie, and she talks about the iceberg. And she's, you know, she says if you chip away at the top of the ice of an iceberg, it just keeps floating up. <laughs> but if you melt it from the bottom, it will eventually sink. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, that's incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And I think that it's I think it's what is at the surface that is so triggering for us as parents and we get all caught up in our like, oh my gosh, this has to stop. You know, we get into our projection of what our children will be at, you know, in, as adults if they're still biting or hitting or doing whatever the behavior is in the moment. We we so automatically don't, we go to that future casting of, oh my gosh, 14 or, oh no, at 18, they'll still be doing this. And we have such an immediate panic. Right. Right. Forgetting that actually skills develop over time, you Mm. know, and probably, you know, a a two-year-old biter is not, is going to have a lot more tools at age eight or 12 or 17, and will probably not be leaning over and biting their friends. Um, (laughs) But yes, I love this, you know, and sometimes it's, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, kind of the mistaken beliefs that, that I talk about in teaching, but um, it's also just the, the, you know, is my child hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Right. I mean, there's things underneath it. If we can get curious there, it's so much more helpful than simply like you're doing something wrong. And because you're doing something wrong, you need to go sit in the corner and think about it for five minutes because mm-hmm. you're five or whatever the you know current strategy is. What do you think it, you know, so there's that fear piece, right? Mm-hmm. What else do you think gets in the way of parents going deeper than simply the behavior that they're seeing? Oh my goodness. Where to start? Okay. Uh, judgment. Mm, audience. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, and this expectation of what other families do or don't do, or their kids do or don't do. And we think that others have it all together and on it. You know, me too. I don't, you right. know, none of us really have every answer for everything. So we're all just in that same boat. You know, we just may have different, uh, oars. <laughs> um, so, so that judgment piece, um, and I think it's related to how parenting has shifted over time. And right now there are so many different philosophies and approaches and personalities. And, you know, you've got the laid back parent that lets their child free range and discover things for themselves. And then on the other hand, you have those that are trying to protect them from all of life's dangers. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so we, we assume that someone looking at us is going to be one way or another. And we're like, oh, well, if they're, if, 
if my child is running up the slide, are they the kind of parent that this rule is you only slide down the slide or or you make your child only go down and are they one of, you know, we're always second guessing mm -hmm. and it's really impossible to know, <laughs> first of all, but it's really hard to not get triggered when we're worried about what people think of us. Right, right. We were just talking about this in my membership group and being around there, one of the gals had a big birthday and another gal was doing something with family and just even, and I know in my own experience, I like the energy inside of my body changes when I'm with my kids and with my parents. Mm -hmm. And when they were really little, they could, I, you know, they would act quote weird. And then I would have to like respond to that. And, <laughs> and it was all this like energetic exchange happening between my child and I, and oh my gosh. It feels like chaos, doesn't it? Yes. It definitely and, feels out of control. And for, I am a bit of a micromanager, Allison. So it's not go well I laugh for me. Because I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've done a lot of work. I've come a long way. Yeah. I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, recover. it's, it's, it's always, uh, you know, it comes up mm -hmm. sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, in positive discipline, we talk about, because um, it's based in Adlerian theory. So we talk about the needs for belonging, which is mm -hmm. connection and significance, meaning knowing that we matter, knowing we have influence. Mm -hmm. And then when kids' perception of these things is off, I like to use the word mischief. They get into mischief on their mm -hmm. quest to come back to like this place of alignment, this place of feeling belonging and significance, but because they're, they only have so much life experience, they only have so many skills, the path they take back to belonging and significance can actually show up as, you know, socially not so useful behavior. I completely agree. What do you see as underlying needs? Those are huge ones. Mm -hmm. When I am giving a workshop and a parent has a question or, you know, I'm just talking to that person in the grocery store, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. one, one of the top ones that I go to after the, is your child hungry, tired, overstimulated, right. you know, those, those usual ones that most of us have a sense of those ones. Mm -hmm. One of the first ones I go to is that connection and that that validation of who they are and how they think and, and that they matter. Mm -hmm. Those, those are two of the big ones that I go to first, because most of the time that seems to be where, where we misinterpret things or we, we misjudge mm -hmm. what it is that our child is intending to do right. and what they need. Right. Cause they don't say, Oh, I'm feeling disconnected from you at the grocery store when you're trying to talk to their friend, your friend, right? They're exactly. like hanging on you and doing all sorts of wacky poke, things. Poke, poke. <laughs> right. And then I think, and then it, it breaks my heart when I hear, or I think to myself, oh, they're trying, they're just trying to get my attention. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I've heard other um, trainers say is they long for connection and they will settle for attention. Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool to make that distinction between connection and attention. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I just want to plus one onto, onto what you said. We're, we're so indoctrinated with this idea that attention seeking is bad, Mm -hmm. that it has to be quashed or it will continue. Mm -hmm. And I do agree that, that certain habits or unhelpful ways of getting needs met, it does need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. However, I I like to explore this idea with parents that when your child, when when you're inclined to say, oh, he or she's just looking for attention, interpret that as my child needs connection or they need it, not want it. Mm -hmm. And when we realize that it's an actual legitimate need, our, our level of compassion for our kids completely shifts. We get it. Like they're having a hard time. They just don't have the skills to get their need met. And that is such a breakthrough for so many parents. Once 
they they really get it like not just hear it but they can apply it in their own life they see it yeah it's really powerful i love that jumping in with a quick thank you to this week's sponsor mylola.com what you find when you go to mylola.com is 100% natural, 100% easy to feel good about feminine hygiene products. And the really cool thing about My Lola is that they are a subscription program. So you actually get to choose what you want, what you need that month, right? Choose from things like tampons with applicators, tampons without applicators, pads, and decide the sizes that you need. Put together the box that is going to be supportive of you during your menstrual cycle. And voila, it shows up at your doorstep. It's so great. There's even a uh, period starter kit for our young girls that are just moving into uh, puberty. So I really would love it if you checked out mylola.com, see what's on there that you might want, put together the box that you would like to have delivered. And if you use the promo code JOYFUL, you'll get $10 off your first subscription, your first box, which I think is really cool. So again, go to mylola.com, put your box together because it's totally customizable. And when you get to the checkout, enter the promo code JOYFUL to get $10 off your first order. Thanks so much for your support. And I think that, you know, we were just talking about um, what's getting in the way. I think that we parents, and I'm including myself because while I am a great facilitator of positive discipline, you know, I'm in the practice with my own kids. And I Mm -hmm. think that we are also emotionally invested in our kids' behavior and that this is really where our work is, letting go and lifting out of a situation so that we can look at it, right? That seems to be where we can see like, oh, right, there's something bigger, deeper going on here. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that, of course, I'm having an interview with you today. And I was in conversation this morning with one of my parents about how she is exhausted at the end of the day. She's got three kids under six and every emotional fall apart, like she's finding herself experiencing the emotional fall apart as well. And so rather than, you know, being witness to it, being a supporter, being, you know, holding the container, but rather than having the um, situation happen in front of her, I think she feels like it's happening to her. And mm-hmm. so she's having all of these you know, it's really hard for her to pull out. So what tips, let's talk a little bit about that. What do you, what do you offer to parents to untangle from that, that wrapping up that can happen when kids are real emotional, we'll say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Big feelings. We like to call them. They're really big. Um, there's kind of two routes that I take depending on the conversation or the situation. There's, there's a lot of prevention obviously, and this is really dealing with the, the majority of the iceberg. Right. And then there's the, okay, I'm in the moment. I need something right now. And then there's those strategies. So, um, really quick ones are things like taking a deep breath until you, you know, breathing a couple of times just to give yourself a little bit of space to reconnect with that part of your brain that can help you reason. Right. And know that they're not out to get you because we know that when we're calm, 
mm-hmm. when we're in the moment and, and our emotions are escalated and we flipped our lid. So there's that side of things. But what where the really powerful work is, is like you mentioned on the, the personal level. Yeah. When when we start to become aware of what's triggering us and noticing it sooner and sooner and sooner. So we can catch it and it's a lot easier to handle when it's just starting. Right. And and we're able to access though that part of our brain that has all those great strategies that we just we know, but we just don't always use. So that's really important. Um, and, and it's interesting how you say about the parents, um, get, feel like they're experiencing it themselves Mm -hmm. for me. And I I think for a lot of parents, there, there are several things going on and it, it is tremendously overwhelming. So our child is upset, which triggers our mama bear response. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of on edge just because something's going on and we're vigilant. Then there's the I'm empathetic toward my child because I love my child. Mm-hmm. I'm mirroring, I'm feeling some of their feelings as well. And then there's the third piece of, oh my goodness, this is triggering a, a memory of mine of how I felt when this kind of a situation happened. Right. And so if we don't look back and explore those things and, and kind of clear the air um, and really feel those feelings again so that they can move and move on, we, we will continually be getting triggered by our kids and will join their chaos. I love the expression of uh, share your calm, not their chaos. Right, me too. Um, And it's a a lovely concept, but until we and me included started looking at those other contributing factors, it it was next to impossible to control my, my reaction in order to choose my response. Allison, I really appreciate that. I think that that really highlights that there is no perfect answer, right? There's no perfect like, oh, in that moment, just do Mm -hmm. this or just say this because there is a lot to unpack there. I Mm -hmm. always crack up when I'm at a, like a parent night, you know, and I get to do a two hour standalone really quick facilitation and then it's the Q&A and the parents get really specific with the problems that they're having with their child. And I just have to be like, well, that's a really big question, even though I'm sure when they brought it up, it doesn't feel that big. But once you start to really peel things back, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I love, and I know you do this work too. I love getting to work with parents in a way that Um, really broadens their perspective, that really gives them a balcony seat, not only to their kids' behavior, to the, you know, the why around their response, why they feel the way they do, like you were saying, you know, unresolved things from their own history. Mirror neurons are a real thing. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And I love- And those of us who are sensitive and empathetic by nature- it's so easy to get sucked in. Yeah. Like we really have to create this kind of invisible barrier to say, that's not my stuff. Mm-hmm. That's their stuff to experience and learn how to handle. I'm here to guide them, but it's not mine. Even yeah. though they're two years old, it's not mine. I'm here. I'm safe. I can handle this. Well, and even when they're 14, I mean, I have actually <laughs> said out loud, I love you. And right now I'm getting pulled into what's happening for you. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go take care of myself. I want to show up in a way that's helpful for you. 
Absolutely. And I, I, yeah. I say that to my six-year-old, not in those words, that's beautiful. But, but basically like, you know what, I need a minute because I can't, I can't be the parent I need to be in this moment. I'm going to go gather myself, give myself a timeout and then come back and then I can help you. It doesn't happen often, but you know, we've, we've had the talk and they know, they know that when I say that it's necessary. Yeah. And nobody's in trouble. It's not, I'm not criticizing anyone. It's just simply like, well, my stuff's coming up. Mm -hmm. I can't be here right now. And (laughs) of course my 14 year old's like, I get the gigantic eye roll, but that's okay. <laughs> I too am really good at an eye roll. So, you know, it's, you know, bring it's, it, a, bring it's it. a give and a take over here with the eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all a work in, pro- in progress, for right? Sure. Casey? For sure. For sure. And so, you know, moving from, okay, so we have like the challenges and I love that, right? Even when we are doing everything quote right and um, we're building deep relationships with our kids and we're really in the practice of using our tools, the outcome of that is not that we don't, we, there's no meltdowns and fall aparts. The outcome is not that kids don't make mistakes, nor, I mean, yay, yay that they make mistakes. We want them to make mistakes while they're in the comfort of, you know, our, our loving embrace. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, bringing things down to a dull roar is always nice. So let's talk a little bit about win-win, right? Because that was the other thing that came up as we were discussing what we could talk about on the podcast. So talk a little bit about creating win-wins on the parenting child raising journey. I, I love that concept and that you brought it up. Thank you. I, I want to give a little bit of context to where this win-win came from. Yes. And I believe that most of us in our culture were brought up in some version of an authoritarian, authoritative, disciplinarian sort of environment. And that was the parent is right. The parent has the final say. The parent is is the law and the say-so. So they have to win. And coming from that perspective, you can't lose face. You can't show a chink in the armor. Mm -hmm. You have to be this version of a strong leader because, wow, if they see any kind of a a weakness, they're just going to play on that and then they'll win. Mm -hmm. So come up to today, actually, let's go back to about the 80s where there was a backlash to that. And a lot of parents were saying, you know what? They need choices. We know that way doesn't work. They need choices. But we this, the pendulum swung too far that way. Yes. And kids were getting more than they could handle. And they didn't know how to handle it. And then the parents didn't know how to handle it because it was new. And everyone was kind of in the same boat. So now we get to today. And some would say that the pendulum is swinging back toward the middle. But I actually believe that what we are doing and what we are teaching isn't on that pendulum or on that spectrum at all. Because when we look at permissive parenting, then that's the child wins. The child has the say, everyone caters to the child's needs. We don't want them upset. We have to protect them, bubble wrap and you know, all those Mm -hmm. kinds of ideas we hear about. So what I propose is that what we're looking for 
there, there's no happy medium there because mm-hmm. it's always us versus them. Okay, I win this time, you win next time. Right. We'll negotiate until we come to some kind of a compromise, but really compromise, nobody wins, right? So what I propose is that we look for win-wins, something completely off that spectrum, something really that's that's new. It's a different way of looking at that whole parent-child relationship that yes, we have the world experience. We have the adult functioning brain, hopefully, management of emotions, um, life experience, all of those things that we can bring to the relationship to guide them through our experience. Mm-hmm. And the child is the expert on themselves. Yes, They already know who they are. We're figuring it out. So we're not trying to mold them into what we think is the best idea for them as if we know better. We're helping them. We're helping to guide them to discover who they are at their best and encourage. So it's not about power. It's about working together to find something that works for everyone involved. I love that. And the, yeah. I, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> no figure. So, you know, it's really, in, we see this a lot even in business in the workplace, in adult relationships that we're trying to find this idea of a win-win where everyone has a say, everyone has a right to an opinion, whether we agree or not, but what what could be a win-win? Let's get really creative and see what we can problem solve together. Right. You know, and it's big to, I mean, it is big to invite parents into the idea that they are not entitled to the win Mm -hmm. and not, I mean, I don't think every, you know, it's not big for everybody. Some people, it it just kind of feels natural and right, but you know, and I'm sure that you've had, you've worked with parents too, where there, there is some resistance there. Um, and, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, you know, again, this was a conversation that came up just this morning about, or yesterday about a, an older sister of one of the moms that I work with saying, you know, you're, you, she's got to learn to respect you, mm-hmm. you know, because of a, an interaction that, um, my, my, uh, this mom had with her daughter. And, and the interesting thing was that not long after the older sister said that to the mom, the daughter actually came to the mom, owned her behavior and apologized for her behavior and hugged the mom. And so Perfect the mom's timing. like, right? And the mom's like, well, it wasn't, in, darn it, it wasn't in front of the older sister, but it was oh, one of those no. things that was reaffirming to her, like, I'm okay. You know, I, I am, I'm, 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 I'm on the path that I, I need to be on because again, I My think it's that are fear. Right. Yeah. My instincts are exactly. telling me what I need to do. Exactly. And I think it's that fear again, that, you know, where we get really rigid and that's for me, my experience of I have to win is rigidity and, 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 and hanging on like my fists are clenched and it's like, okay, I've got to control this situation because, you know, and I, I mean, I have got, I've got layers to unpack there for sure, which I have, (laughs) um, and there's more to come, but, uh, Yeah. And it's so beautiful, you know, and and we do, I think we're really good at understanding this when, you know, when it's two siblings and we're 
helping them or coaching them or, or, or wanting them to find a solution that works for everyone. But when it comes to putting ourselves in there, it starts mm-hmm. to feel a little uncomfortable. And I think that's just because it's, you know, it's counterintuitive maybe from our cultural conditioning, would you say? Uh, I would say conditioning. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, it's our innate response. I, I believe, I really believe that it's, it's, we're, we're so inundated with those messages mm-hmm. that we be- begin to believe it because we haven't seen enough role models of doing it differently. So yeah. we're, we're really this generation that's saying the buck stops here. We're going to do it differently, but, uh, do you know how to do it? I don't know. Do, right. you, do you have a clue? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're kind of like feeling our way, right? Yeah. We're the revolution and- people. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're outside the box. But you know what? Every so often like every year this is bigger and bigger and bigger and it's 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 going to be mainstream that this is how we are with children but it's going to take some time uh but our voices are getting more numerous and we're getting more vocal and uh i wouldn't say militant but we're starting to really speak up yeah you know i i hear you and your voice and a lot of others out there and they're just saying you know what this isn't working Right. Here's another way, which is just beautiful. Well, and when I think about generate a generation of children raised in homes where the win-win is the norm, 
Can you imagine I the just world? I know. Oh me my too. Gosh. I mean, I, I the world would change. Too. Yeah. I actually did a five minute talk. It was like a, uh, inspire us, teach us, um, Ooh, with in the five minutes. Was it with the What's slides that? where you had to keep up with the slides? Yeah. One of yeah. Those? 20 oh, slides in five yeah. minutes. Go <laughs> inspire us. Um, yeah, so I did that and it was it was fairly early on in this journey. And so I was so nervous, but I, I pushed myself and I did it. Um, and I'm glad I did. But yeah, I actually have this video now because it was um, professionally filmed. They just happened to know somebody who had a crew. And so I've got this professionally filmed five minute video and it's, uh, we could change the world in a generation. Where is it? Is it on your website? It's on my YouTube channel. Okay. I'm going to have you send me the link and then I'll make (laughs) sure the link is in the show notes because that sounds really amazing, Allison. Cool. Well, and I think there's, you know, another word that I love that I think goes right along with win-win is Mm co-creation. And I love, and my listeners have heard me talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it again because you cannot (laughs) hear it enough and I'm the boss. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we are in co-creation all the time, whether it's agreements about screen time or chores or routines, you know, after school routines, bedtime routines, energy, moods. Yes. We are always, you know, anytime we have to problem solve, it's such a powerful way for the kids to learn and practice what I think are life skills, you know, and, and even though I heard you mentioned earlier on, like that compromise can often be a nobody wins, but I really like the one thing that we do is we do offers, counter offers until we get to a place where both people are like, okay, okay. I like it. Let's do it. (laughs) And it's so fun because, you know, my husband, you know, I'm kind of the driver shocker of all of this stuff in my house. And so my husband one night, Ian, Ian said, daddy, can we go to Dairy Queen tonight and get some ice cream? And Ben said, you know, I don't think, um, that we're going to do that tonight. And Ian said, well, can I make a counter offer? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Which is great. Yeah. Respect for asking permission of anyone. May I offer this? You know, are you open to discussing this? Right. I I love that. Right. Counter offer. You know what? If they're not already on the debate team, your kids will be (laughs) phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, man. You need to film that. I will. I often think that too, like, Ooh, I should be filming this right now so people can see this live in action. Yeah. Well, you know what I, think, I did, what? I, I actually did a really brief, uh, YouTube live with my daughter. Cause I, I, I try to maintain privacy cause they're still young and you know, there's crazy people out there. So I, I kept her off screen, but I asked her questions. And nice. so I was asking her about this concept of when siblings argue and get on each other's nerves, push each other's buttons, like what, what would you tell parents that they should do to help their kids? <laughs> so she came up with a couple ideas and it was, it was so amazing to hear, actually to hear my words coming out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, those are good moments. Well, because for some of the words, her words are opposite to my words. That's yeah. her go-to is opposition first. Mm-hmm. And then we have to work backwards. Yeah. So that was, that was really, really affirming. And to hear my kids working out problems when I'm in another room, it's like, wow, like they were yeah. negotiating at three and five. Yeah. Not always, right. <laughs> you know, right. it's unique. But 
It is it amazing really, when those those moments awesome. show up. Cool. Yeah. Yay. So, all right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm looking at the time. That's, this always goes by so fast for me. I know. We can but, talk for days, I bet. I know. Uh, I know. I'm ex- we have to make that date. Um, yeah. In the context of all that we've talked about today, Allison, what would you say that joyful courage means to you? Joyful courage. Uh, well, courage sometimes is pushed upon us. So when it is pushed upon us to embrace it, not resist it Mm. and get curious about what we can learn from that and how we can grow. Love it. Yay. And I think that curiosity is a kind of an opening to joy. I think when we choose curiosity, that it's a lot easier to also hold joy. Mm. And, and curiosity, it, curiosity sol- solves so much. Yeah, mm. yeah, it killed the cat, but <laughs> it's well, good for us. <laughs> who said that anyway? <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had eight other lives. Uh, um, yeah, like even with discipline, yeah. you know, that, that being curious about that iceberg. Yeah. Okay, the behavior, remember, the behavior is a symptom. Okay, I'm going to get curious about what might be going on or what's coming up for me that I'm being triggered. Yeah. So curiosity is awesome. Love that. Love it. Where can listeners find you and follow your work? Actually, they can find me and follow me just about everywhere except maybe Imgur. I don't even know what that is. But Oh, I don't know um, what that is either. Are you on Tumblr? <laughs> Are you like a teenager? No, okay. I was no, going to be really impressed. Or <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, what else am I not on? Reddit. I'm not there. But pretty much everything else, I have some kind of a presence. Okay. But Facebook is really my go-to. And it seems to be where a lot of the really great conversations are happening. Great. I do have, speaking of conversations, I have a free um, semi-private Facebook forum. And it's called the Parent Learning Community. And I'll give you the link so you can put that in the show notes. Yeah, uh, but if they do a Google search for Parent Learning Community... They'll likely find it. So we have discussions. People can ask questions. Uh, they're supporting each other. Some people have met and become friends. And it's not it's not too huge yet. So you can actually get to know some of the the frequent engagers. Great. And I'm in there too. You know, I might pay, post a Facebook Live. I'm thinking of doing one um, shortly just for that group. Great. Uh, yeah. So we've got people from all over the world. Well, and you have something, don't you have something on your website? Don't you have a free guide? I do. So that's a really good way to get to know me. And hopefully I can get to know you if you write me back. Uh, So my email list. Mm -hmm. uh, So in exchange for your email address, I have a free guide on connection. It's 20 ways to create connection with your child. Some of them are quick and easy. Some of them are silly and fun. And others are more of a deep dive into how can you create that foundation for lasting connection and influence? Great. And, and listeners can find that on your website? Yes. Uh, specifically, alisonsmithcoaching.com Great. forward slash free guide. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I'm just thrilled you invited me. Thank you. All right, friends, just so you know, on Thursdays in the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group, I have scheduled posts that show up and say, take away Thursday. So if you 
listen to this show and you have some thoughts and some feels about what you heard from Allison, what you heard from me, and you want to share any ahas or questions or challenges that showed up in your listening, go into the group and share with us. Respond to that post. Let me know what you're taking away, what you love, what you're having a hard time wrapping your head around. We are here to serve you. I am here to serve you. And the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group is a fabulous place to be in the community of listeners, the community of people who are resonating with Joyful Courage, people just like you. So check it out. Other places that you can find me on social media include, I have a Facebook business page, which is just called Joyful Courage. You can find me on Instagram at joyful underscore courage. I am also on Twitter. If you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to send me directly, you can do that at Casey at joyfulcourage.com. That's my email. I am really excited to continue to promote the Mother's Journey Workshop. Lots of what came up in the discussion with Allison is what has motivated me towards creating this workshop. I will be in Bellingham on the 24th of September. I'll be in Seattle on October 7th. I will be in Portland October 22nd. And it's looking like I'm going to be in Boise on November 4th. So if you are anywhere near any of those places or you're ready to go on a road trip and come meet me and play with me and be a part of a really powerful circle of moms who are committed to personal development and conscious parenting, come and play with us. Do it. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Special thanks today to my sponsor, Lola, mylola.com, and my helper, Anna Proctor. Thank you for all you do for Joyful Courage, Anna. You are so appreciated. And finally, my friend and producer, Chris Mann, the man with the plan. Thank you so much for the time that you take to make the podcast sound really good. I appreciate you. And to all of you parents out there, We cannot do this alone. We are on a collective journey. So reach out, be in communication, be in community with each other and with me. Parenting takes a village, right? So let's be that village to each other. Hug your kids, get some self-care in, and I will be back with a solo show next week. Bye. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. 
I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.